issue of regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. Glad to have you with us on the program today. We are going to take a, uh, a break, at least for a day, from talking about the uh, Senate gun deal that has been uh, brokered. Still a lot of moving parts. Every uh, line of the actual legislation, I think, is another point of uh, discussion, debate, and possibly even fracturing. Here, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, and I'm talking about it. No, today we're actually going to talk about some of the other efforts by the gun prohibitionists to not ban guns, but to bankrupt the firearms industry. Because if you can't buy a gun, right? Uh, well, the gun control advocates have accomplished one of their major goals. Uh, they also want to, by the way, make it illegal for you to build your own. So if you can't buy them, you can't build your own. How do you have access to your uh, right to keep and bear arms? New Jersey Democrats uh, starting to take steps yesterday to uh, approve a measure that would allow lawsuits to be filed against gun manufacturers, despite the fact that we have the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act, a federal law passed in 2005 on a bipartisan basis, by the way, that was designed to prohibit these types of junk lawsuits. Um, What we have seen is that courts, starting in Connecticut, have said, okay, listen, you you, you can't sue uh, trying to hold these gun makers responsible for the actions of criminals directly, but You can use the argument that their marketing uh, and their advertising were actually responsible for violent criminals committing violent crimes, even if they never actually saw any of the advertising in question. Yeah, I know. And with that uh, decision by the Connecticut State Supreme Court, which, by the way, the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court declined to uh, hear that challenge to that uh, decision. States, particularly blue states around the country, have seen fit to try to use that little narrow window to open up a whole new avenue of litigation against firearms manufacturers. We've seen this in New York State, where uh, now former disgraced governor, well, always a disgrace, but now former governor Andrew Cuomo uh, signed legislation last year that would allow... Uh, gun makers to be sued under the state's public nuisance law. And that is, in essence, what New Jersey Democrats are trying to do. Short News Network reports, uh, and they quoted uh, Democrats saying, in an effort to hold fire industry leaders accountable for the gun violence epidemic, the Senate Judiciary Committee today, this meeting Monday, advanced legislation sponsored by the Senate Majority Leader Teresa Ruiz and Senator Nellie Poo, which would allow the Attorney General to file public nuisance claims against gun industry members. Uh, Senator Ruiz said, quote, far too many families have been torn apart by gun violence. We cannot stand by and accept the fact that firearms are the leading cause of death for children in the United States, which is only true, by the way, if you include 19 year olds as children. While we desperately need federal legislation, she writes or says this measure will allow the state attorney general to take action and seek damages for shootings here in New Jersey. We must do everything we can to stop this, which starts with holding those responsible accountable for their actions. By the way, those responsible apparently doesn't include violent criminals, but does include the... Sorry about that. There we go. Anyway, does include gun manufacturers. In a state, by the way, that already has almost every gun control law imaginable on the books. 
New Jersey has a ban on, quote unquote, large capacity magazines, right? In order to purchase a firearm in New Jersey, you have to first acquire from your local issue and authority, generally your county sheriff. Uh, if you're buying a long gun, you're going to need a firearms ID card, right? If you want to buy a handgun, you need a purchase to permit. No, a permit to purchase. I always get those backwards. You need a permit to purchase a handgun before you can actually go to a gun store, go through the background check. Yeah, you've already got to get pre-approved, and then you've got to get approved again. Uh, universal background checks already in place. May issue carry laws in New Jersey. And yet, none of those laws have been effective at stimming violent crime in cities like Trenton, Patterson, Jersey City, Newark. Ironically enough, Camden, New Jersey, which was once the murder capital of the United States. In fact, it was the murder capital of the United States when I met my wife, my, my now wife, who was living in Camden at the time. Camden has actually substantially reduced violent crime, not through any new gun laws, but because of a change in policing. Yeah, imagine that. You don't need to put new laws on the books. You actually just need to go after the uh, violent criminals and amazing what results you will see. But again, New Jersey Democrats don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about effective solutions to reducing gun violence. They want to stop you and I and everybody else around the country, not just in New Jersey, from owning a firearm by, again, trying to hold gun manufacturers financially responsible for the actions of criminals. It's not just New Jersey we're talking about here. California, Governor Gavin Newsom has uh, proposed similar legislation that is making its way through the legislature. And at the uh, local level, the San Diego County Board of Supervisors voting today on a uh, an ordinance that would give the county the option of suing gun makers over, quote unquote, gun violence. Um, one of the uh, individuals backing this, Supervisor uh, Tara Lawson Remmer, said, quote, this is about taking our fight for gun safety from the state house to the courthouse, using the law to pursue civil liability, protect citizens, protect consumers, and demand justice. They say they want the county to have the ability to proactively sue gun manufacturers for their role in deadly shootings. Uh, one of the, uh, the the chair of the uh, Board of Supervisors, Nathan Fletcher, said, quote, we're not naive to think that one action a Board of Supervisors can take will remove all danger of gun violence from our society. But we do believe that we have an obligation to do everything we can to protect our communities by ensuring that law-abiding residents don't have the ability to protect themselves. By, again, suing gun makers into oblivion over the actions of criminals. Note again, California already has plenty of gun control laws on the books, right? 10-day waiting period, may issue carry laws. They've amended their ban on so-called assault weapons, what, four times since they originally approved it? Ban on quote-unquote large-capacity magazines, red flag laws. Again, any gun control law imaginable, you can find on the books in California. California, by the way, also, according to the FBI last year, had the most active shooter incidents of any state in the country. So how well are those gun control laws working? Not well, which is yet another reason why these anti-gun politicians say that they must do more, right? Again, not going after violent criminals, not ensuring that, uh, you know, violent crime comes with severe consequences. Nope. They want to go after the firearms industry, with the goal, again, of shutting off your access to a firearm. 
Uh, and again, we have seen these uh, ordinances or these proposals introduced at the state level, at the local level. Joe Biden has talked about the need to repeal the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act. Honestly, what we really need is the Supreme Court to step in and say, no, these types of lawsuits are, are banned under a PLCAA as well. Don't know if the court is going to do that, but uh, they're going to have plenty of opportunities, it looks like, uh, in the uh, coming months, because my guess is we're going to see a number of these blue states again put these laws in place, supposedly to protect the public, but with the real intention of disarming gun owners, including law-abiding, responsible gun owners. In fact, we're the primary target of this legislation beyond the firearms industry itself. All right, now let's turn our attention. Speaking, by the way, again, focus on the legal gun owners, focus on responsible gun owners, focus on the firearms industry. Let's not talk about the criminals. That that seems to be what uh, the Democratic attitude is these days. Why do they want to talk about the criminals? Now, probably because we keep seeing headlines like this. Man admits shooting car with kids inside receives no jail or prison. That's right. Ramsey County, Minnesota. Prosecutors offered Jacob Gunn, ironically enough, probation in a plea deal, and the judge sentenced him to even more lenient of a sentence than the agreement called for. Yeah, but remember, we're not allowed to talk about enforcing the laws that are currently on the books, right? We're not allowed to talk about going after violent criminals instead of legal gun owners. That's deflection. That's whataboutism. That's changing the subject. No, it's not. Because this is one of the big issues we have right now. You want to address, quote unquote, gun violence in this country? Address violent criminals. Now, here's the facts of this case. It was last August. There was a a woman in St. Paul who was driving with her boyfriend and their two kids, uh, a four-year-old and a one-year-old, when they heard gunshots. It was somebody in another car shooting at them. Three of the rounds actually hit the driver's side door, the rear passenger door, and the back of the vehicle. Thankfully, nobody was actually hit, but that was a matter of luck and circumstance, it sounds like, not intention. The woman called 911 as she drove away, trying to lose the uh, car in traffic. Police quickly stopped the other driver, and inside they found a a magazine in the door, uh, a gun, uh, forty caliber, and the rounds matched the uh, spent cartridge casings in the intersection where the shots were fired. Police arrested 19-year-old Jacob Gunn. And the uh, Ramsey County DA charged him with a drive-by shooting as well as assault with a dangerous weapon. According to St. Paul Police reports, they found guns, DNA, and a spent shell, which further tied him to the crime. That was August of last year. Here we are, almost a year later, and Gunn pleaded guilty in Ramsey County Court in an agreement that will keep him out of prison and out of jail, probation only. Uh, As KARE in Minneapolis-St. Paul wonders, several people are asking why. Ramsey County Attorney's Office spokesman said in a statement uh, that the victim's boyfriend died as they were preparing for trial. Statement reads, quote, due to the lack of witnesses, we reached an agreement with Mr. Gunn to secure a plea of guilty to count two with a stay of execution, a felony conviction and probation without prison time. When it came time for sentencing, Judge Joy Barcher went even further with the leniency. According to the sentencing order, Gunn will serve 120 days of house arrest with work release, but Judge Barcher also gave him a stay of imposition for his sentence, which means that he has to complete four years of probation, and then his felony assault with a deadly weapon for shooting at a car with kids inside will be reduced to a misdemeanor crime. Yeah, and Gunn will be able to buy 
a gun legally. How about that? Despite being convicted of a, or excuse me, taking a guilty plea to a felony as an adult. Now, listen, I understand that maybe uh, if one of your witnesses has passed away, uh, that might impact your case. I highly doubt, however, given the physical evidence, given the fact that the woman is still alive and presumably was able to testify, that this case was so weak that prosecutors believe that they stood a, a good chance of losing if they took this to trial. Sounds like the evidence was really strong. You've got DNA evidence. You have at least one eyewitness, if not more. We don't know if police were able to, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, determine that any other drivers uh, come forward and, and were willing to testify. Now, this honestly is how the criminal justice system functions. Ninety-seven percent of felony cases in this country are plea bargained down, and you get stories like this each and every day. We covered a story like this each and every day. And I have to tell you, it's not hard to find these stories. The hard part is figuring out which one to cover. Because there are multiple stories like this that I could talk about every day of the week. That is also true, by the way, of our armed citizen stories, which we also cover each and every day here on Bearing Arms Cam and Company. And today's armed citizen story from South Carolina, where a deputy say a homeowner shot and killed a suspected burglar inside of a home in Spartanburg County. This was a Friday morning. Uh, according to the Spartanburg County Sheriff's Office, Paul O'Neill Bobo Jr. was found dead inside a home on uh, Beacon Light Road. According to the uh, Spartanburg County Coroner's Office, uh, the call came in just after midnight. Bobo was pronounced dead at 12.27 a.m. after being shot several times. Uh, the uh, Spartanburg County Sheriff's Office it says that the suspect was shot by the homeowner while the suspect was in the process of committing a burglary. The uh, incident remains under investigation, but right now, this appears to be a clear-cut case of self-defense. We'll uh, give you any details and updates uh, if they become available. Finally today, our good deed of the day. In the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing, an off-duty police officer in Jacksonville, Florida, Helping to rescue people on a highway. You can see that uh, image there of a car on its side. And uh, Officer Anthony Lequidara uh, freeing people from that car after it flipped over several times on a uh, highway in Georgia. Again, this is an off-duty Jacksonville police officer. Uh, but it was uh, on I-75. And Officer Lacadera, um on Saturday saw this vehicle in front of him flip over multiple times. Uh, he stopped his car, got out, ran over to the vehicle in question, again, climbed on the side of that vehicle, managed to pry the door open, managed to get the uh, occupants stuck inside the vehicle out to safety. And then uh, presumably uh, he went on his way. Uh, but now, again, is being recognized for the uh, quick thinking and the fast response uh, there over the weekend. So, again, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. Uh, Jacksonville Sheriff's Officer Anthony Laquidara, we uh, thank you for your very, very good deed. 
Now, that is all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program. As always, we will be back tomorrow with more of the latest Second Amendment news and information, including probably some more discussion about the uh, Senate gun deal, which, okay, I'll give you one other little thing. We'll probably be talking about this at BearingArms.com today. Uh, The fact that uh, some progressives in the House are now expressing some consternation about the framework that has been agreed to uh, over on the uh, Senate side. Uh, AOC, in particular, says she is very concerned that this will lead to more uh, over-criminalization of uh, of juveniles. If we're increasing the school security, if we're now looking at uh, juvenile records when 18, 19, and 20-year-olds go to purchase a fireman retail, uh, AOC... So she's really concerned about that, and uh, it kind of puts her at odds with Elon Omar, as a matter of fact. So, uh, you know, yesterday we talked about is the Senate gun deal a done deal? And I don't think that it is. I do think that there is a lot of energy among those 10 Republicans over on the Senate, too, to get something done. Uh, but the devil is in the details, and there are a lot of details to work out. So I would encourage you uh, to stay in contact with your senators. Let them know where you stand and what you think about the framework. And then again, some of the uh, particulars here that uh, might prove to be incredibly problematic when it comes to our right to keep and bear arms and completely ineffective, by the way, when it comes to stopping targeted violence in schools and, uh, you know, the other type of uh, uh, violent crime that we see, sadly, on the increase in many parts of the country. Uh, but again, we'll talk about that tomorrow. I would encourage you as well to check out BarryAndArms.com throughout the day, where we will be constantly updating the website with the latest Second Amendment news and information that you need to know about. If you like what you see, you can always become a VIP subscriber. Not only will you get access to exclusive content, not available to anyone else, because it's our way of saying thanks for showing your support, uh, you will, in fact be uh, giving your support to the independent pro second amendment journalism that we're doing at Barry and Arms and that support does matter it does make a difference and I thank you for it I hope you have a fantastic rest of your Tuesday we'll be uh, checking in again tomorrow until then be well be safe be free